Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today is episode 608. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Let's read our passage. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ, as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. He said in this letter from Rome during his two-year imprisonment, this letter is to the church of Ephesus. Ephesus doesn't seem to have a particular problem, so he's giving them just a general idea of what a big deal it is to know God, to be a child of God, to experience forgiveness of sin. It's a really, really big deal, and they just need to get a grasp on really what this means. Verses 3 through 14 are one big run-on sentence. The first part we looked at last time was dealing with election, something that's happened in the past, and the focus was on God the Father. The part we're looking at today is dealing with redemption, that which is the present. What we'll look at next time is the future, the inheritance. And while last time the focus was on the Father, today really it's looking at the work of Christ, the Son. And then next time we'll see the promise of the Holy Spirit. So we have past, present, future. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But verse 7, he says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So in him, meaning Christ. So in Christ we have redemption. Now redemption it just means to pay for something. To redeem something is to give something of value and receive something of value. In this case, what is it that was paid? Well, his blood, the blood of Christ. And to say the blood of Christ means the death of Christ. Shedding blood means killing. So when we talk about the blood of Christ, we mean his death. So that was what the payment was, is his death. And what was received for that is our eternity, our forgiveness, our justification. So we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. That is what the redemption is, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Is trespass the same as sin? Essentially, yes. They are two different words, though. So they, they have slightly different definitions, but they essentially mean the same thing. Sin means missing the mark. Trespass means crossing a line, just as you trespass by crossing a property line, you're not allowed to do. Trespass literally means to cross a line. So crossing a line, missing the mark, failing to meet God's standards. That is sin. That is a trespass. And so the forgiveness of our trespasses, that's what the redemption is through the blood of Christ. Now there's a lot of imagery here that sometimes we may miss if we uh, don't slow down to look at it. Throughout the Old Testament, you had the sacrificial system where animals were sacrificed. Now, they did not provide forgiveness of sin. What they did was they were a penalty that one had to pay for sin. And forgiveness is always through faith, but the penalty had to be paid. 
And for the animals, it was a death penalty. And the idea was there could be a substitute. This animal could substitute for you. It was something that cost you. And there was blood involved, death involved. So all that was laying the groundwork, providing the, the frame of thinking about sacrificial death as a, a penalty for sin. And in fact, the highest holy day of the year for the Jewish calendar was Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. That's the day where the high priest would sacrifice a bull for his own sins to make him worthy to carry out this event. And then he would select two goats, one of which he would offer as a burnt sacrifice to the Lord. The other was to be the scapegoat. The Hebrew word literal is Azazel. So when he's in Leviticus 16, he chooses one goat for the Lord, the other for Azazel. Even the meaning of that word is obscure and not really understood. Some translations translate it as scapegoat. And the idea of the scapegoat was that after the sacrifice was offered of the one goat to the Lord, then the high priest would lay his hands on the goat pray over the goat, confess the sins of the people over this goat, and the goat would be led away into the wilderness, released, sent away. The, the imagery of this was that this goat was carrying away the sins of the people. Now, did it? No. And nobody understood that. But the imagery was that the sins were being carried away by the scapegoat. Now, the word gets translated as forgiveness. Literally means sending away. The Greek word is aphesis, and it means to, to send away, to send away the trespasses. The concept is forgiving the trespasses. But sending away is the same imagery here as the scapegoat, carrying away the sins of the people, and that is the redemption through the blood of Christ. So rather than animal sacrifice, now you have Christ himself offering himself as a sacrifice, the substitute for us, that through his blood he carries away our sins, our trespasses. There's two senses of forgiveness. One is legal, that is to forgive the trespasses, is to like forgive a debt. It is a legal term. The other is more of a relational term, to forgive an offense. If somebody offends you, you forgive them to restore the broken relationship. So it's both those senses. There is the legal aspect of forgiving the wrongdoing for which there's a penalty. And then there is the relational aspect of forgiving an offense, which heals a relationship. So we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. There's a lot of deep words here. The, the riches of his grace, well, it refers to the grace of God, the riches of his grace, just the abundant grace that God has. But it's a word according to. Think of a rich person donating some money. If he just gives a paltry amount of money, he would be giving from his wealth or giving of his wealth. But he gave a lot of money that would be given according to his wealth. So the words here have meaning that God is giving according to the riches of his grace, meaning this is a big deal. This is incredible. And it is. Think about it. You're 
your sins, which deserve eternal punishment in hell, have been paid for, forgiven, based on what Christ did on the cross, that is huge. Something we could never even, well, we really can't comprehend how big a deal that is. So that is according to the riches of his grace, God's infinite grace. And according to that, just the infinite forgiveness here, the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. Twice here he uses the this rich, the riches of his grace that richly poured out on us. And it's one of the images of Ephesians here is the riches of Christ. The riches that we have available to us, that we have on tap, all these incredible spiritual riches. And so he's richly poured this out on us with all wisdom and understanding. Now, does that mean God has all the wisdom and understanding, or that's part of what he's pouring out on us? Grammatically, it's it's the latter. It's This is part of what's being poured out on us, is wisdom and understanding. Now, is there a difference? In definitions, yes, there are some nuance of differences, but you can find definitions of each of these that pretty much overlap with each other. That doesn't mean we're incredibly smart. Well, he's talking about spiritual things here. Wisdom and understanding of the things of God. When we come to Christ, when God forgives us, when God adopts us, and the Holy Spirit it dwells within us, then we have wisdom and understanding of spiritual things that we did not understand before. Things like heaven and hell, life and death, forgiveness and unforgiveness. These are the things we now have a lot of wisdom and understanding in. And then verse 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will. This is part of the wisdom and understanding. We now are made known the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ. Verse 10, as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. Now, this is all just one little piece of a giant run-on sentence. So part of the, the mystery of his will is this plan, this plan of his, that for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, this mystery according to his good pleasure he purposed in Christ. So Christ is the center of all of this. This mystery, this plan, it's all about Christ. At the right time, God revealing everything in Christ, Christ bringing everything together, things in heaven and things on earth. This goes along with what he was talking about in Colossians with the supremacy of Christ in creation and in the ongoing operation of the universe. And so this wisdom and understanding is this mystery, this plan. Now, do we know all things? No. We know enough. We know the plan of God. What is the plan of God? Christ redeeming mankind through justification by faith, forgiveness of sins, through faith in Jesus Christ. That's a huge mystery right there, revealing the, the plan of God. So this section is talking about redemption. Redemption's here and now. Whereas... The part we looked at last time was dealing with the past, election. That before he ever created anything, God had determined that some would be saved and had a plan. Now, redemption, the here and now. We are redeemed through faith in Christ. We are redeemed in that this incredible thing of value, the blood of Christ, has been poured out to 
purchase for us forgiveness of sin. And that's the present redemption. Next time we'll look at the future, the inheritance, the promise of the Holy Spirit, and look at more at God's plan. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.